Hello everyone, this is Bola, founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance, and today's podcast is all about credit. This episode is brought to you by FICO, and my guest today is Janelle Dito. Janelle is a director for the FICO Scores team, and she's a financial services expert for the FICO Score Open Access Program, which empowers lenders to share the FICO scores they use to manage customers' accounts directly with those customers for free. As part of the Open Access Program, she partners with various organizations on consumer credit education, as well as lenders on how to create innovative products and manage exceptional client services. And Janelle works with lenders to help them understand how they can bring FICO scores and financial health content to their customers, the value of doing so, and she also helps provide the tools they need from FICO to build new programs themselves. So on this episode of the podcast, Janelle shares her personal story with money and what she learned in the process of making her own money mistakes. She shares how people can empower themselves with knowledge to improve and maintain their credit, and she dispels some of the most common credit misconceptions that are out there. As you listen to this podcast, if you need additional information, be sure to check out the blog post we created in partnership with FICO on how your credit score affects your life, plus an overview of how your credit score works. And this is on the Clever Girl Finance blog. The link will be in the bio, or you can stop by at clevergirlfinance.com forward slash blog and search FICO. But before we get into this episode, I would love for you to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you have and you love what you're listening to, please stop by iTunes and leave a review of the podcast and be sure to tell your friends about it. Also, be sure to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have a ton of amazing content on our blog and we are adding brand new financial education courses every single month to help you as you work on improving your finances. Also, on the next episode of the podcast, I will be sharing some really awesome updates with you guys, including the latest on the Clever Girl Finance book, which is now available for pre-order on Amazon. So stay tuned for that episode. Now let's talk to Janelle. Hi, Janelle. Welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. Hi, Bola. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you on the podcast because we're going to be discussing a really important topic. You're going to be busting those misconceptions about credit. But before we dive in, I would love for you to tell the audience who you are and what you do. Well, thanks. Um, I look forward to uh, to doing some myth busting with you. Um, I'm Janelle Dito, and I work at FICO. Um, I'm in the FICO Scores Group, which is the area which uh, at FICO that most people are more familiar with. Um, and I run the program that we call Open Access, and that's uh, what allows lenders and banks to share FICO scores with their customers. So if you are seeing a FICO score on any of your online um, banking platforms or from your credit card or credit union and things like that, um, that's the program that I run. And uh, and so I have a team of folks that help manage um, all of our different relationships, but, um, but we have like 150 different lenders in the program and over 300 million consumer accounts with access to see their score. So lots and lots of um, different uh, relationships that, uh, that I help work here at FICO. 
That's awesome. And like I said, I'm excited to have you on the podcast because credit is one of those topics where there is a ton of information out there in the world um, and it's not always accurate information. And there is no better person equipped to talk about this um, than you (laughs) because of what you do and who you work for. Um, But before we dive into that, I'd love for you to kind of share a bit more about yourself yourself and your personal story with money. Um, You know, if you have any financial mistakes that you made that you recovered from, I'd love for you to share with our audience um, so we can get to know you better. Well, thanks. Um, one of the things you'll find is I'm totally open. So, uh, so ask away, but, uh, but I was really excited when I joined FICO um, and started working on this program because I really connected with it and the whole concept of Um, getting more information and using that information to benefit yourself. So I completely understand why some of those 300 million accounts would, um, would benefit from seeing their score. Um, I had a definitely a misstep with my credit um, early in my kind of um, financial career, I guess, um, or independence where I, uh, I had, gotten a job out of college um, and it really wasn't very well paying. And I, I did um, extend myself well beyond my, my financial means um, and had uh, really loaded up my credit cards. So um, I am, I don't know if I'm grateful or not, but uh, I'm grateful. I think that I didn't have access to see my FICA score at that time. So, uh, so I'm sure it would have been just absolutely in the dumps because I was missing payments. I was getting late fees. I was, you know, really in a, in a cycle of, um, of kind of feeling underwater and, and overwhelmed. Um, and that, that overwhelming credit card debt is just something that you wear around your neck, um, all day long. So, um, so I had certainly found myself in that situation, um, over the course of a couple of years, uh, I, you know, increased a bit in my earning potential, moved up a little bit, uh, you know, from job to job, but, uh, but I did make a commitment to myself really, um, to not change my, uh, kind of spending habits at that time and really funnel every available, um, amount of income into paying off that credit card debt because I had just felt this weight on my chest of, um, of being overwhelmed by it. So, um, eventually I did kind of dig myself out in that journey, but, um, but I really feel that the tools that my program today, uh, provides to people would have been something that I could have really benefited from, uh, just that, you know, transparency and, and access to information and education content. Um, so, uh, so, you know, while I now can look back on that and understand how I could have done things differently, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I I'm both grateful to to have more information, um, but also grateful that at that time I wasn't looking to make a um a significant purchase, something like a car or a home or anything like that at that time in my life. Um, but I can certainly uh, understand the struggle of individuals who are both challenged with credit and income insecurity and needing to make 
choices that um, that would overall benefit their their lives, whether you know it's those large purchases or access to um, emergency funds. Um, I've, I've quote unquote you know been there, done that. Um, so uh, that's you know kind of my my financial <laughs> journey um, to where I am today. Thanks for sharing that, and I, I think it's really important that you share that because sometimes when you know you learn about big establishments like FICO, there's some sort of mysteriousness around it. And you, you, it's sometimes it's difficult for people to realize that the people who work for companies like FICO and, you know, other establishments are actually human (laughs) 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 experiences um, that make, make them understand what you are feeling. And I like that you shared that because you get what it is, you know, that a lot of women are experiencing with their credit. We're going to talk about that. Um, but it's just humanizing the whole idea of it's it's not a big mysterious you know like people who are working there are not like perfection it's not this big mysterious thing it's people who have gone through similar experiences they've lived through this and now people like you work at companies like that um, to kind of help other people. So- yeah, thanks. It's definitely the the idea of what this program does, you know, drew me here. I, I wanted to work on something like this. So, um, so thanks for, for saying so. So now you're in this career, you're focused on financial wellness, you're helping people build good credit habits and practices. And I want to talk about some of those crazy credit misconceptions that are out there. And I want you as the expert to break down what's real and what's not. <laughs> so I have a list of some of the most common misconceptions that I get asked that I'm going to um, read out to you. And then you can tell me if it's like true or false and basically what's real about it or what's false about it in more detail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so number one, paying off debt immediately removes that debt from your credit report. Yeah, that one's false. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, the the funny thing about um, about FICO scores is that they are calculated, um, you know, on the data at the credit report. So, um, you're at the credit reporting agency, so on your credit report. Um, but that data comes from lots of different sources. So when you pay your credit card company, they don't immediately report that to the credit bureau. Um, you know, they have their cycles of when they're going to submit that information and such. And so, um, so there can be some, some lag in, in that, um, that timing of when things are um, coming on your credit report and off your credit report. And, um, and then there's lots of other things that, um, you know, if you have, if you've missed a payment um, and that's, that's reported to your credit report, um, just catching up with it is absolutely the right thing to do, but it doesn't remove the fact that you missed the payment. So some things um, are reflected as they're reported um, still subject to that, reporting delay, but some things are, um, have a little longer life on your credit report. Okay. So number two, and this one is, I I can't tell you the number of times I've, you know, gotten like mixed information on this, especially when people are telling me what they think they know about it. So number two, every time your credit report is pulled, your credit score decreases. True or false? 
That's false. <laughs> um, so I get this one all the time. Yes, too. it's so common. And it is. And in fact, when I help a bank or a credit uh, union or anyone launch the open access program, you know, to share the FICO scores, one of the things I always advise them is to add the communication that checking your score won't hurt it because I want people to, um, to take advantage of access to viewing their FICO score. And so many people are afraid to do it because they think it's going to hurt their score. And that is not true as, as we just said. Um, so there is two different kinds of what are called inquiries. And that's what people are all worried about are the inquiries. There's a hard inquiry and there's a soft inquiry. So the hard inquiry is what does affect your score. And that's when you go in and apply for credit. So you've taken the action of asking for more credit, whether you're applying for um, a, a loan, a credit card, something like that. You've, you've, you've filled out the application. And so that's um, an indicator for your FICO score that you're seeking more credit and that has an impact on your score. Um, and when, when we say impact, generally that might mean it decreases a little bit, but it's not a huge factor that goes into the score. So if you need credit, you should go and apply for it. Like, don't let the fact that it's going to make a hard inquiry stop you from doing it. But, um, the soft inquiries, that's where you're just looking at the score. You're not applying for anything. You're not trying to change your overall credit mix. Um, you're just looking. And that soft inquiry has no effect on your FICO score. So, um, so that's really important because people have got to see their score to understand it, to make those, you know, healthy financial decisions around their behaviors and, um, and keep up with it. But that that fear of checking it um, is a is something that um, I love the idea of busting that myth. <laughs> and I think it's really important to know what your score is. Um, checking it also gives you insights as to what is going on and what's being reported um, on your report. And it you just know what's happening. And I think that's so important. I can't tell you how many times. Um, you know, someone has talked to me about, oh, I didn't check my score and I went to go buy a house and they pulled my report and it was just not what I expected because they, they didn't know what was happening, right? So it's really important, like you said. Yeah, and well, I'll even add, like I have, you know, I have a lot of conversations about FICO scores with people because when they find out where I work and what I do, everybody <laughs> has their own FICO story. And it's really funny because... Um, I see different kinds of reactions from different types of people. Uh, so like my parents will say, I don't need to check my score because I'm not buying a house. And, um, and I'll say, well, you know, there's lots of great information on there that you may find interesting. Like, like you're saying, you know, in addition to your actual, you know, score, which is really important to see and understand, are all the different um, pieces of information that come along with that. And that's your score factors. So what's most um, heavily impacting your score? And 
you know, those should feel like things that you've done. And if you don't recognize those items, then that's a great indication to pull your credit report and dig deeper into what's driving that. Why are there missed payments? You know, if you don't think that that's um, something that, you know, you've, you've experienced, um, great ways to to make sure that all the right information is being um, associated with you. And so even if you're someone um, younger that's not doing a, um, a big purchase or older that's not doing a big purchase or anywhere in between, um, having, you know, knowing that information is power. So mm-hmm. I absolutely um, agree that, you know, people need to be checking it even if you don't think you need to know your FICO score. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so let's keep going. (laughs) Um, More myths. Yes, yes. (laughs) Number three, as long as one spouse has good credit, low interest loans will be easy to get. True or false? This is so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, this one. um, So I'm going to go false on this one. Um, you know, one of the other kind of associated, um, uh, myths around spouses is that you get this combined score and that's also false. So you are an individual and you remain an individual, even if you decide to get married. Um, and so your score is an individual, um, you know, file that you're, that you're calculated on. And of course, as you know, a married um, couple, you may have more joint accounts and things like that, where one set of behaviors is being reported on, you know, two different reports, but you still are your own individual. Um, So um, if one spouse has great credit and the other one doesn't have as great of credit, um, yes, one individual can make an application for that product. Um, but um, if you need both people on the loan, then the the poor credit is going to impact that, um, that purchase as well. So um, given another example, if you need both of your incomes to qualify for the car you want to buy, then both of your credit um, may be part of that application process. So one, um, one bad score, um, you know, won't outweigh one great score necessarily. So each lender is different, but, um, but, you know, there's, it's not just this slam dunk that, uh, that one, you know, you can just keep one credit looking good and the other one doesn't matter. That's, that's, that's not exactly true. So both of you need to be actively involved or engaged in improving your credit or making sure your credit stays optimal so that you can get the loans that you need um, at the interest rates that are, you know, best, like that, at the best interest rates, basically. Yeah, that's right. And I guess I would break that down even further that, um, you know, I'd apply this to my entire life. Um, being married doesn't um, disqualify you from making good choices. So, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> not an excuse. <laughs> it's not an excuse. Exactly. Okay. And number four is the best way to improve your credit score is to pay off and close all your accounts. True or false? Yeah, that one's false. Um, I'm, I, I keep hoping for a, a true myth out there, but um, but most of them are are not not so accurate. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, you know, paying off and paying down your um, outstanding balances is, of course, a great um, you know behavior to to do. So um, that will have an effect on your FICO score, generally a positive one. So you know, in my previous example of where I charged up all of my credit cards, you know, shopping at the mall as a you know young adult, um, <laughs> the Paying that off and paying that down um, is great for your your credit score, um, your ability to demonstrate you know responsible use of credit um, is really what that kind of category is going into. Um, but your overall FICO score is calculated on a bunch of different categories broadly. One is your payment history. So are you paying your bills on time? Um, that's the most important. Um, category. The second one is your your use of credit. So, you know, essentially how much of your available credit are you using? Are you charged up to 90% of your credit limit? Um, that is going to have a different type of result than if you're using 5 or 10% of your credit limit. So that's where paying off your your outstanding balances really impacts your score positively. But one of the other categories um, has to do with how much credit you have available. So if I think about that use of my um, my available credit, if I'm at 90%, um, that, that doesn't look so great. But if I close my, uh, my accounts, then my available credit is going to go down, right? Does that make sense? Like if I have two credit cards, each with a $5,000 credit limit, I have $10,000 available. Mm-hmm. Um, and however much I use of that creates that utilization amount. But if I close one, now I only have $5,000 available. So however much I'm using of that, you know, is going to create a different, you know, overall utilization. So, um, so don't close your accounts just to try to improve your score. That's not the right um, action. Um, If you need to close your accounts for your other reasons and you don't want to have that available because it's too tempting and all those things, of course, you can make those financial decisions, but it may not have the impact on your FICO score that you're hoping. Yeah. And you can, you know, like when you're thinking about closing accounts, you can assess like your overall big picture of like your available credit and everything before you decide. Um, you know, so you know, you get an idea of, okay, if I'm going to reduce my available credit based on what you said, this is how my score might be impacted. And then you can make an informed decision about whether or not you close the card or you just cut it up or throw it in the freezer or hide it from yourself so you don't get into trouble. (laughs) I have heard the, I have heard the put the card in the freezer one before. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'd love for you to talk about how people can empower themselves when it comes to improving their credit. What are some steps they can take to improve um, their credit without having to hire a credit repair company? And the reason why I ask ask this question is because it seems like the trend, all I see on social media is, you know, credit repair companies and I have nothing against them, but I feel like people can improve their credit scores on their own. There are tons of people who do it every single day. There are tons of resources, including resources that FICO offers. And so I'd love for you to break down some of those top steps that an individual listening, a woman listening can 
take on her own to improve her credit without having to shell out additional money um, to, you know, someone else. Um, and, you know, this question is also really important because I've heard so many negative experiences um, where all these incredible promises are made based on these misconceptions um, and they cannot deliver because they were tied to misconceptions. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I totally agree. I see those commercials and I, you know, I worry that they're a bit predatory. They but, come um, at when you're yeah, watching, <laughs> you're catching a TV show. And you know it's an overpromise. Um, but um, so... So, you know, I'm I'm really glad to talk about kind of how to empower an individual. Um, and really, as I think I already said, you know, knowledge is power. So, um, so please, if your bank or any other institution that you belong to offers a FICO score for free, please look at it. Um, some of them you have to opt in, um, and they're really just getting permission to show you the score. Nothing else changes, and so um, I wouldn't be afraid of that. Uh, so take those steps to um, to to get yourself the information that's available to you for free. Um, don't be afraid of it. It's you know the the whole experience is a journey. Um, it. It's something that, you know, you gather the information that you can and move along and make your decisions based on that. So there's a lot of resources out there. But, um, you know, I, I liken much of people's credit journey um, to kind of the concept of wearing a Fitbit. Um, if you are looking at how many steps you are, you're taking, then you're more aware of it. And then you have better behavior. Um, and we see that a lot with people that view their FICO score. So um, just getting, you know, seeing it and understanding how your behaviors um, impact your score uh, can lead to better behaviors, whether that's, um, you know, really simple, just kind of budgeting things like um, setting up automatic payments so that you're not late on payments, um, you know, creating a budget and those kinds of tools can all lead into that. But there's, you know, even things that you're, that you can modify today to, um, that don't take, you know, additional income. I think it's, um, too easy to say you should create a budget because like I already have a budget and it's still hard. Right. But, um, <laughs> and I, the, uh, but, but doing things, earlier in the month, paying your credit card bill before it's due, um, you know, is empoweringly better than paying it after it's due and it's the same amount of money. So, you know, just those kinds of things, but really, you know, using the tools that are available today and, and, um, seeking out that, um, that FICO score for free is going to be, um, just something that I think, uh, really helps people along that journey, um, and, and becoming more knowledgeable. Yes. So key. So, you know, just educating yourself can, and we talk about it a lot on the podcast, in fact, all the time, um, there's so many things you can do to, you know, empower yourself. There's every time I log into like any bank account, just there's so there's, there's, I seem like every, it seems like everybody's offering the option to check your credit score. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, so like, 
take like take up the offer, look at your score, um, and based on what Janelle has said, figure out what are the things you need to do to start working on improving. And if you get to a point where you feel like you can't do it on yourself, then you want to focus on finding a reputable and vetted place or tool um, to support you. So that leads to my next question, which is... <laughs> What are some um, specific tools that can be leveraged to help someone on this journey to improving their credit or maintaining their credit and how do they work? Um, perfect. And, and I'll also add um, on, you know, those, those resources. Uh, we also partner with lots of um, credit and financial counselors that, as you said, are reputable and, um, and, available for services, you know, with no fees or very low fees if, um, if uh, that's the type of um, organization it is, but they're nonprofits and, um, and we've made the FICO score available through those organizations as well. So credit and financial counselors are very different than a credit repair organization. Um, so, um, so I'd encourage if that's a path that, um, that you you really need more resources than the self-serve type of models and that there's, you know, lots of um, good resources out there as well. And then we have a lot of tools as you kind of just um, brought up. We have um, MyFICO, which is a fee-based program to view your FICO score and lots of other information around that. Um, but there's also uh, resources on there for free. Videos, education content, um, lots of um, different ways to to search on that site for information about um, about your score and and what you can do. Some of our, um, our tools like MyFICO and, and things have simulators where you can say, what happens if I miss a payment? What happens if I do this, that, or the other thing? And um, just playing around with those tools uh, can can educate yourself um, and understand the impact. Um, but one of my favorite things on my FICO is uh, up in the corner, there's a, a button called community and it's them, these forums and people are super active in these forums. They will tell you every little thing that's ever happened to them. And, um, and then you get this whole response chain. Um, sometimes there's information, you know, that's not accurate because it's, it's a bunch of, um, individuals, um, contributing to it, but, um, but they tend to be, um, really helpful and insightful. And, um, you know, can help on that journey, particularly taking away that feeling of like, I'm the only one that this is happening to. Um, so, so lots of resources. That's awesome. And there was, you know, a couple of things that I, that, a couple of tools that you mentioned that I think are awesome. The partnerships you have that are non-fee based um, with the, the credit counselors, which is awesome. So thinking back to your younger self, what is one piece of money advice, knowing what you know now and working where you work now (laughs) (laughs) that you would give your younger self? Um, Oh gosh, I, I would love to tell myself just to stop and think, Um, but (laughs) uh, you know, do I really need 
whatever. Oh gosh, I can't even remember all the stuff that I would buy. You know, the the new shirt just because I didn't want to wear an old shirt. I don't know. Um, but um, but to you know to be more thoughtful. So don't get overwhelmed and um, and don't make rash decisions. Yeah, that's definitely advice that everyone can take. (laughs) (laughs) And before I let you go, I just have a couple more questions. Um, What is your Clever Girl superpower? And it can't be that you work at FICO. (laughs) Oh, geez. Um, Let's see. I would say that that I'm willing to evolve. So I, you know, it's a journey. Um, I'm, I'm not stuck to the person that I was before, um, that, you know, the things in my life have, have happened and they've, they've, um, helped me be who I am today. I'm still evolving. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a mother of two teenagers and if I didn't evolve, I don't, I think I'd get swallowed up by them. I mean, yeah, you have to grow or you just stay, you know, you stay kind of in the same place. Like, I, I don't want to use the word complacent, but it's kind of, you know, what it is. Like, if you don't grow, you just, things just, you know, keep going by you. You're kind of like in that same place. Well, yeah, everything else is growing around you too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, y'all. This was amazing. I appreciate you being here. Um, and finally, I'd love for you to share how listeners can, um, reach you or, you know, find the tools that you mentioned and the resources as well. Yeah. So, um, so we have myfico.com, which I think a lot of your listeners are familiar with, or, um, we certainly mentioned today as well. Um, and then we also have another one, um, called ficoscore.com. And on there, you can see a, um, a link that says, you know, where to get FICO scores. That's going to list a ton of those different banks and, um, and credit and financial counselors that offer FICO scores for free. So, um, it's not, everyone because we have to get permission to put each logo and name up there, but it's a ton of them. So that's a really great place to see where they can find FICO scores. Um, There's also education content on there that's um, packaged up really nicely uh, that uh, is easy to find. Um, And then, you know, also myfico.com. Awesome. And I'm going to put all these um, links in the show notes. So those of you who are listening, you have easy access to get to these, um, these tools. Um, so thank you so much, Janelle. This was awesome. Bola, I so appreciate you inviting me here today and um, taking the time to bring information to, to your listeners. And, uh, and I hope um, that everyone checks their FICO score and uh, makes a plan. <laughs> thank you.